0: Listeners are advised that the following PSA CPSU podcast contains stories that some may find distressing. If you, or someone you know, are affected by similar circumstances, please contact Lifeline on 13 1114 This is Jim Minns, Communications Officer with the PSA. October is Mental Health Month. Mental Health Month encourages all of us to think about our mental health and well-being, regardless of whether we may have a lived experience of mental illness or not. The theme for this year is Share the Journey, and as such, the PSA podcast is bringing you a series of discussions throughout the month highlighting the mental health of PSA members in a variety of fields. Once again, this episode of the podcast will be longer than usual and will often confront difficult scenarios in detail. Yet, we at the PSA CPSU New South Wales believe it to be important to explore these areas in an open and honest platform so as to give hope and guidance to anyone listening that you are not alone, that it is never too late to seek help for your mental health, and that the union has always got your back. The second episode in this series concentrates on senior caseworkers in community services, an important area of community work that some may recognise from its previous departmental titles, Family and Community Services, or FACS, and historically, the Department of Community Services, or DOCS.
1: One of the more difficult things, I think, in terms of the job itself intellectually is, you know, trying to sit with risk and work with families and knowing when to make that decision that you can no longer work to keep the child in the home. So that's a big part of the role and a big stress point, I think, you know, because I think, you know, we really do want to keep children at home where possible, work with family preservation services, not bring kids into care. You know you have to work often you know in pretty dire situations um so you have those tensions in the work in particular uh, it's something that bothers you on a, a daily basis i think
2: yeah you're dealing with um i guess your own stress related to you know sort of talk you know talking to children about the you know the process and what's happened and you know and trying to still work with families and and have them you know um engaged in the process and and hopeful about you know a good outcome. Um, so definitely that that would takes a toll on, on um, you know when you're dealing with you know, children who are crying and upset, um, or you know screaming, you know, and um, or you know trying to get them into a car. Even that physicality of, of the job sometimes can be very stressful. Yeah, um, yeah and trying to um, yeah, I guess trying to be you know saying you know. I guess strong in what you're doing, um, but but you know providing, I guess that that care for you know for that situation. It's yeah, it's sort of you're doing your job, but then you're also you know you can see people who are in such distress, and um, and and then going home with that. Uh, that's definitely, I know one thing that that like everyone I talk to that just because you finish at five o'clock, although that doesn't happen very often, you know you, go, you know, you go home with, you know, the things that have happened that day and you mull over it and you, you know, you can find yourself, I know that, you know, I'll go, oh, let, I've got to make sure I remember to do that or I've said I'm going to do this for that child or that person, you send yourself an email, you know, the next day, so that can be, and I've done that, you know, when I've been in bed and then go, oh my gosh, you know, I want to make sure I do that. I've said I'm going to do that for that child. I'm going to, you know, make sure and not to let them down I've had I've, you know have been in a situation where we've had to remove children and that that's definitely traumatic you know having police you know um having to you know six police trying to you know get you know to physically take a child from you know a mother's you know hanging on for dear life to their child and and then having that child in a car and you know they're, they're crying and screaming and um, and you're trying to console them um, which is almost impossible to do um, and um, and then try and build a relationship with that child and say you know we're we're going to try and do our best to you know get you back to mum and dad
0: The scope of this particular discussion extended beyond the room and over the phone as more senior caseworkers
3: were made available. When we've suffered that, that spiritual and emotional pain uh, that's associated with our work and we feel it as though it's impacting on our lives, those fortunate amongst us have reached out to um, to our colleagues or maybe to, to our managers. Um, that uh that people, you know it's often referred to as peer support or informal peer support i think that is essential to any system that they may put in place is actually acknowledging that um, that informal peer support uh, but it's very difficult um, if someone is uh, very unwell to recognize um the need to reach out and also as a colleague it's hard for me to identify if someone's sort of struggling with um with just settling with the difficulty of the work in terms of how it's impacting on them emotionally and physically. And I think as uh, as an employer, that's what we uh, are trying to get much better at doing, and that we have a responsibility, not only to our staff, but to the children that we work with to make sure that our workers are working in the best possible way so they can bring those skills of empathy and understanding and advocacy to to the work that we're doing. So it's a difficult one, but I feel as though um, the... I'm very hopeful that um, the staff have the capacity to to do it. And also together... um, We can do it together, and I think that's a a, a very important part of our work: is identifying those what what's important about our work that weaves us together, which is often referred to as collective ethics. Um, But to keep those ethics at the centre of our work and constantly remind ourselves and each other of the purpose, the purpose of the work. Uh, whether it be wanting to protect children, whether it be wanting to um, uh, advocate for others, whether it want, whether it is about social justice and making the world a, a better place. By reminding each other of that purpose and what brings us to the work is a very important part of um, checking in with each other about how we're travelling.
0: Since the theme for Mental Health Month is Share the Journey, the Black Dog Institute have prepared a mental health toolkit with the following advice. If you notice a change in a colleague or team member's behaviour, ask yourself if it might be due to an underlying personal or mental health issue and if you think this is a possibility then why not have a conversation but keep these handy pointers in mind choose a time and a place that suits you both somewhere private when you both have time to talk talk about the changes you noticed and ask if they want to talk about anything encourage them to talk but accept that they might not want to right now listen and show that you're listening don't jump in with a solution find out if they're ready to look for help and if you can help them to do that and then check in with them after a few days to see how they're going More information from the Black Dog Institute's mental health toolkit can be found on the Black Dog Institute's website at blackdoginstitute.org.au.
3: The strength and effectiveness of the union depends on you and your colleagues standing together. If you work in the New South Wales public service and the federal system, consider joining the PSA CPSU New South Wales. This movement is striving to make New South Wales and Australia a better place for all working people. United we bargain, divided we beg. Head to psa.asn.au forward slash join. Protect yourself and make a difference.
0: Welcome back to the podcast. For Mental Health Month, the theme is Share the Journey. We continue with our frank and confronting conversations...
1: Yeah, look, um, I think I think there must be a cumulative effect over time, you know, the stuff that caseworkers are exposed to. And, um, you know, we, we have to devote more attention to that as an organisation, as people.
2: But yeah, and I think people do have had that experience, or members have had that experience where they're basically told to, you know, if, if you're not tough enough for the job, maybe this isn't the
1: job for you. I think some of it goes back to also the fact that there aren't enough hours in the day and you're dealing with vulnerable clients so staff will often work extra hours and that creates further pressures as well because they don't unwind and so on so that's happening all the time people are constantly going over hours and that's an added stress as well and that's partly because they feel they just can't leave work you know and and they can't leave vulnerable people in their situation.
3: Me was uh, probably the day that I found out uh, that a colleague had uh, died by suicide uh, and this was a child uh, protection case I'd worked with um, for many years and even though I knew uh, she may have been struggling uh, psychologically with many areas of her life I believe that Work had a uh, duty of care, uh, and most importantly, an ethical responsibility uh, to make sure that she was okay at work. And um, I believe that uh, there was a failure there. I, I honour that colleague uh, by motivating myself. And hopefully inspiring my colleagues uh, to improve the systems, but more importantly, the care that we all have for each other and for the work that we do. Um, and that's uh, and 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 her death. My colleague's death is one of the main motivators for the work that I do now.
2: True passion for this work, I I've, and I think and and that I you know I I've made lots of great changes for children and families. I think that you know you see good outcomes and that that spurs you on. That um, and if you're you know and that you build you build relationship with um, children and families and other you know other service providers as well. That you're sharing that you know the that risk with with people and um and just engaging in meaningful work i think that that you're very prideful i'm very proud of the work that i do
1: i I think the the job um is an incredibly important job one of the most important jobs you could have in society you're working with extremely vulnerable children and families and it's kind of a privilege to to do that If, if you can have some influence or play some role in um making those family situations better or improved, then it makes it all worthwhile.
3: Absolutely, it is passion. And, and, and that that, that wholeheartedness that we bring to the work and that we bring to working with each other as well. So um, it would be very easy for most of us have university it would be very easy for us to get another job um, in in another area, uh, but uh, coming to work and doing the job despite all the challenges, um, it's that passion that I see every day uh, that, that drives people. So, yeah, and it's when... You know, passion will ebb and flow and change and be different for different people. Some people will wear it uh very loudly on the inside and some people will wear it very quietly on the some people wear it very loudly on the outside and some people wear it uh sit with it more um, quietly on the inside. Uh but I I it's something that I see uh every day and even at a place Like the helpline where the majority of our work is on the phone, it's still that connection with people and still in that moment we will bring passion and truth to the conversations that we're having to make sure that we can get the best possible outcomes for children.
0: those PSA members that participated in this difficult yet rewarding discussion. Don't forget to get in touch with Lifeline if any of what you have heard here needs to be addressed in your situation on one three one 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 four. This is a weekly podcast and you can subscribe to the PSA CPSU podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jim Minns. Thanks again and you'll hear from us next week.